This is a man's world, She Who Dares Wins podcast. Join me as we talk about my 12 years worth of experience in the construction industry. And I have special guests on too, who will discuss how they have survived a man's world and more importantly, how they've thrived. Sit tight for some hopefully entertaining, inspiring and downright hilarious stories. Yes, let's get going. If you're interested in supporting this podcast, then please head over to This Is A Man's World Patreon account, where for a small sum, you can grab yourself some extra bonus podcasts and a whole load of other goodies. Plus, you'll be supporting the podcast, and that means we'll be back with more episodes in the future. Hello and welcome to This Is A Man's World, episode six, and my guests today are Kate and Ella. To plasterers. Um, yeah, I came across your Instagram quite a while back, I think. And to be honest with you, when I saw plastered sisters, other than seeing <laughs> images, I thought this is just two girls Hello. that get drunk all the time. I take it you guys are sister in laws, right? Yeah. And from what I can see on Instagram, you guys are just super happy all the time when you're plastering. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Okay, well, how did you guys decide that you want to become plasterers? What was the journey? Honest, we didn't start out to become plasterers at all. Um, we both had our babies four months apart. Okay. And um, Ella sort of said, you know, she, she wasn't sure about wanting to go back to work. And I said, you know, I'm not particularly happy in my job either. And uh, I said, what I'd love to do is property development, not actually knowing how to go about it. And Ella said, oh, yeah, that's something I've always wanted to do as well. So uh, we put our heads together and started thinking, you know, oh, maybe we can actually do this. Um, we'd also recently bought properties ourselves, um, the homes that we live in now. And uh, we were doing them up. And Ella rang one day and she just said, I'm looking at this plastering course. Do you fancy going on it? Let's get a bit of um, experience and learn a few things. So." Um, while we were off on maternity leave, we decided that we'd do that. Um, we absolutely loved it, fell in love with the trade and wanted to pursue it further. So that's what we did. Um, also in the pursuit of uh, becoming property developers along the way as well. And that's pretty much how we did it. <laughs> yeah, Clustering on your maternity leave, that is incredible. I have a little one who's 15 months old and my maternity leave consisted of not moving off the sofa for around about the first three months watching Netflix <laughs> thinking how the hell do you do this motherhood yes. thing? Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say we were pretty similar to be honest. Um, I mean um, we're, we're really really lucky we've got really supportive friends and family. But we we did spend a lot of our lunch times during our plastering course <laughs> sat in the back seat of our cars expressing milk <laughs> into bottles whilst everyone else is eating their lunch. Awesome. <laughs> All stopping their faces. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's That's incredible. Yeah, very exhausting. <laughs> when I had uh, Archie before I left um 
construction, even though I was freelance, I was constantly worried about whether I'd be able to do the job again yeah. uh, once having him and I didn't want to go back full time. And by the sounds of it, you girls not only made the decision to go back, but to start something completely new with the plastering and then the property development. I mean, after we'd done the course, it was probably about six months after we purchased our first house. Um, yeah, together. And we used our own houses to practice our plastering. And we also hooked up with, um, it was my builder, I'm Kate. Um, and uh, he took us on jobs with him so that we could learn on the job on the job as well. Um, so we we literally from the time that we did that course, we were plastering every week, I'd say, yeah. and have been since. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh wow, it's that when, quick. When you when you're under pressure and thinking, you know, do I want to go back to my job? Do I really want to make a go of this? It's a real incentive to you know crack on. So before you took on this exciting career to become plasterers, what did you do in the past? Well, I was, I was actually a health visitor. <laughs> oh, okay, <Yeah>. right. <laughs> yeah. And, um, I, I worked in a, a veterinary practice managing the place. So it was very different. Yeah, massively different. So the, I guess the incentive is, and I'm going to put this out there because I've done two properties up and taken them back to brick, and the one trading that I cannot ever get <laughs> hold of is a plasterer. Customers, I have to say, yeah, yeah. It seems like you guys are a gold dust and a good plasterer as well. Um, I've had I had um, someone do one of my houses, and it was like <laughs> I, I think it was cleaner before he started and afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I think he had more plaster on himself than my walls. And I was just like, <laughs> but yeah, but you, you I, like, I've seen your Instagram. There's proof in the pudding. You are clean oh, at work and, yeah. and we, very we skilled at what you do. <laughs> so how are you guys finding business right now? Kind of went Busy? alone January this year um, with the plastering side of things. And we, we just thought, well, let's take the plunge and sort of waved goodbye mm. to rich builder and went it alone and then since then we've been booked up sort of four months in advance so yeah it's crazy really we just didn't expect it to happen like that at all but I guess word by mouth just travels like wildfire yeah and is that predominantly how you get your business through um other people referring because we tried sort of the online route and things and I'd say we get a few jobs through that but I'd say it's mainly our customers recommending us and then um recommending us to other people and then then getting in contact with us so yeah it's been really good what have you had any kind of (laughs) it's been a long day for me i've had a long day on site and so i'll get my we'll get my questions out there i've not been drinking if any listeners think i have are any of your customers surprised that you're women I don't think so because yeah. they they know that we're women beforehand, um, but we we do get asked about being yeah. female in in the trade um, a lot by our customers. But no, I mean I don't know whether that's a more yeah. appealing thing or a less appealing thing. But you know we do as good a job as anyone. So yeah, um, you know we wouldn't be recommended if we didn't get it. So yeah. I feel like plastering is a trade that should appeal to both genders. Were there any other women on your course? 
we're waiting for some one guest to say, yeah, there was loads. Been one one girl down in the carpentry section, possibly, um, but that was a but that was about it. Okay. Yeah, no, there was no other other females when we were there. But we we did we did speak to the tutors at the time, and they said you know there had been a couple of women yeah. a few months before us as well. Mm-hmm. So you know we weren't alone in what we were doing. Do you think that's going to change over time? Um, you know, if you, if you were sat in front of a group of women now that were or young girls that were interested into going into a trade, what Just what would you say it, to them? Because the thing is, is that I, I think Ella and I are on the same. Um, thought line you know we we did enjoy our jobs and we went into what we went into for a reason but actually we both wish we'd gone into it sooner because we we genuinely do enjoy it that much and a lot more than our previous jobs and you don't Mm. know what you're going to enjoy until you try it Mm. so even if women do want to go into it and don't enjoy it that's fine but you know just give it a go and see what happens I think it's all all about sort of normalizing it as well Mm -hmm. Um, not making it this, you know, big thing that it, it that it seems to be. It'd, it'd be great if it just became sort of yeah. like part of the course, I guess. Absolutely. I always find it a little bit awkward when we talk about yeah. women in construction or women in trades, and it, it hits the news. And it's it, and I have a, a difficult time with some of some of the uh-huh. events, even though I go and speak at them, because uh, it pushes so many different things. And the one thing that a strikes me is the lack of res- representation from women actually in trades rather than um, in, shall I say, uh, yeah. white collar positions. But secondly, I think sometimes if we make too much of a fuss of it, then it does That's make us stick out yeah. even more. If you know what I mean, like it's not, it's mm-hmm. not becoming a normal thing. So yeah, it's, it's really difficult, feel, isn't it? Because mm. we have. To- we have got to push for yeah. women to feel comfortable in trades as well because yeah. I do think that um, some women might feel that there is something stopping them because it is predominantly male. So if we can get it to, you know, the yeah. point where women are confident going into trades and they're happy to learn, then, you know, that's what we would like to see in the, in the next decade is just women feeling completely comfortable going into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that comes uh, a lot down to changing other people's attitudes and cultures as well. So, for example, I don't know how you girls felt, but mm-hmm. when you were on your course, um, did you feel equal? Did you feel like you weren't the elephant in the room? How, how was that? I, I have to say, I would suppose for us it was slightly easier because we went in it together. Um, so we had each other to talk to right. and to support each other. But I would say, I mean, our tutors were fantastic. At no mm-hmm. point did they, you know, pick us out because we were women mm-hmm. or... Um, I think there was one guy. Oh, yeah. I mean, our, our whole, like, our whole class were, were great. I absolutely, completely felt equal and didn't yeah. stand out. And there was one guy and he'd made a few comments and we just shut him down straight away. And then he ended up looking like an idiot because... You know, everyone else in our class was sort of behind us, really. Yeah. So, no, it's, you always have the village yeah. idea. I've never been on a job. Last twelve years, at the end of the course, we've actually really supported. Yeah, this yeah. Of, of us, well, it? because he walked past once and he's like, "God, who did that one?" Yeah. And our tutors were like, "Oh, the girls did that." And he immediately after that, he was yeah, just coming past and saying, "You know, good on you." And yeah, so. 
<laughs> I, I, yeah, it's, I feel like it's a rite of passage, even though it shouldn't happen. My first one was I, I turned up to um, look after a drainage crew on a housing estate and they looked at me and were like, are you our engineer? I said, yes. And the guy's first sentence was, wouldn't you prefer a job wow. in boots at the maple <laughs> counter? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like two meters down. <laughs> I'm two meters down, covered in muck, giving these guys a line of level. But the funniest thing is, like you, like your example, is two years later. I mean, it didn't take two years to turn them around, but they actually became like my biggest yeah, champions, yeah. if that makes sense. And they ended up, yeah, they they ended up getting me a pay rise, um, made out that I was the best engineer at the firm, and. It was just through proof of the pudding, like yourselves, of doing a good job. And half of me thinks, and I want to scream, I'm like, it shouldn't be that way. But I feel like it is a little bit of a rite of passage that that guy now hopefully will, you know, not question anyone's ability when he meets any other women in the trades. Exactly, yeah. That's a very good point. So, click back to being um, mums, if that's cool with you guys. Mm. How you finding it working for yourself and freeing up time to spend with your kids and family mm-hmm. exhausting <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, initially we went into being self-employed and broke off from rich because we wanted to be able to do that but to be honest we've also had so many customers come to us that we don't want to let down that we've really found ourselves juggling rather Mm -hmm. than being in control at some points we've definitely had to call in favors from friends and family um, to help with the kids I mean don't get me wrong we're really grateful of you know having a successful business but Mm. um when it does come to the family life you know some things do have to give sometimes which is isn't Um, what we initially wanted I guess we always make sure we have weekends off though that's one thing um one thing that's important to us and it's difficult juggling things like the school run in the morning because both our husbands go to work early so we still have to do you know drop off the kids in the morning and get to work so it means we start work later than most trades would um so we just have to work that little bit later and stuff um it's just um juggling that's interesting what you said about taking on more sometimes and having to lean on people Mm. again I found myself in the same situation I only wanted to work Monday Tuesday Wednesdays and then started getting referrals and a few more clients and instead of turning them down I almost felt a little bit guilty that I should be taking them because you know it's business but then having to have grandparents look after the little one for those days when I should have been with him and and I just feel like when they take the baby out they insert a whole lot of guilt yeah, yeah. absolutely <laughs> I think that's true of most working mums you know you do if you go to work wherever you work you just have that guilt because all you want to do is spend time with them and bring them up yourself yeah yeah, it's it's hard, and I think the pressures as well with being, whilst it's great having your own business and having that flexibility, you also feel like you know you have got to make sure that you bring in a certain amount of money and grow the business, yeah. and also have the flexibility that that made you go into it in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes I get, sometimes I think the responsibility is a little bit more than than I originally expected. Yeah, um, 
but like you said, I think it's just been a case of <clears throat> being strong and knowing when to say no. And at the moment, I, I don't know how you girls feel, but construction industry and I guess housing development seems to be booming. So there's just so much to work to go at. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I think I think we're quite lucky because there's two of us as well. Like if one's feeling a bit guilty, the other one will immediately be like, "No, enough is enough." You know, we're quite good at. I don't know putting ourselves back together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how do you like? Obviously, your um, sisters-in-law. What's it like working? I've worked with my brother before, um, and it was fine. But it's hard to smack him. (laughs) 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 Do you guys are you guys always super happy to work together, or you just want to sometimes? Like any family do, I guess. I'd say 99% of the time we have such a giggle at laugh. We absolutely get on like a house on fire. But obviously, you know, we have our days when one of us is feeling a bit crap and the other one's like really bouncing off the walls. (laughs) 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 He's trying to sort of rein it in. And I think there's only been one time that we had a real disagreement and we thought, well, come on, let's stop work. We down tools and went to the pub. We down tools and went to the pub. <laughs> oh, talked it through and went back to work again. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, that was working at the um, on one of our properties. So. Oh, I feel like if I quit engineering, I'm going to come work for you too because that sounds like an, a good deal. <laughs> Settle it all in the pub over a pint. Oh, that's it. <laughs> Okay, do you have any, um, like, funny, anything that's funny that's happened to you at work or any mishaps or any awkward clients? (laughs) We've had a few things. Yeah. I think my mishap, this is Ella talking, by the way, (laughs) was when, um, when we were doing one of our properties and we hadn't been plastering that long and I decided to plaster, like, a little downstairs toilet by myself and wow it was very stressful I thought I'll do it all in one hit but there were lots of curved um like the ceiling was curved and there were lots of angles in there and it was just really silly off me really and literally every time I turned my bum hit the wall knocking half the plaster off the there and oh it was awful it was really bad wasn't it yeah we had a few tears that day didn't we Oh, and then our builder came in to give us a hand with something else, and he mucked up half of the wall she just spent ages doing. Yeah. <laughs> he went there and he had an even bigger bum than I did. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not <knocked> too <it> long. <laughs> and he didn't fix it properly. Either, he didn't. So. No. <laughs> no, I guess like we've had so many funny things. We yeah. got stuck in the toilet that time, didn't we? As well. Yeah. Oh my god! Okay, you gotta tell me that one. We were, we were plumbing in a bathroom in yeah. one of our houses, and um, Ella somehow managed to shut a door that didn't have a handle on it, but still had the mechanism. So, uh, but the what's it called? The bit that goes through the middle of the oh, yeah, handle yeah. that had come out, or she pushed it out. So we were just trying, <laughs> and we literally had a stick and a screw. <laughs> Um, to help us get out so we had to fashion a rod and try and get ourselves out that way oh my god it was quite quite <laughs> <a fix>. yeah 
really we were bad. really left about an hour. Yeah, but we didn't have our phones with us. No. Like it was upstairs. Oh. We couldn't jump out a window. Nope. We just didn't know what. It was going to have to be break the door down if we couldn't get out. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like you girls have a particular problem with toilets and bathrooms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, itself, don't get trapped in a toilet with a plasterer. Yeah, we'll just leave it to the plumber next time, I think. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's all theirs. No, I think something funny happens every week with us. It's just... Yeah. I think it's part and parcel of um, just the world that we're in. I mean, even today, my I gave my apprentice my measuring staff to put in the back of my truck. And instead of putting it in the actual back of the truck, he put it on top of the um, flatbed. So I drove off at lunchtime to get some food and just heard this almighty bang and realised that my levelling staff had fallen to middle of a dual carriageway. Oh, no. Yeah. So I was oh, like, God. few minutes and it's this big metal rod, so um, obviously if cars went over it, it noticed just the way it felt perfectly that it wouldn't cause many trouble. But then I was dodging traffic, and I got back, and I was fuming, and he kind of looks at me as if to say, uh, well, uh, I don't know what I've done wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but I can oh, tell you. This kind of stuff happens daily. I don't know whether I just attract, like... Um, situations that are stupid but I think it, I think it's good it makes makes for a good story and makes you laugh at the end of a working day yeah. oh definitely oh definitely yeah <laughs> we have it all the time it's good fun yeah. <laughs> so what's the hardest part of your job Probably, it probably is juggling the sort of home life, I would say. Like, I think the physical aspect of it, the actual, like, job itself, I don't think we have our hardest part as such. It's more the balancing act. Mm. It's it's having, because obviously plaster goes off when it goes off. And, yeah. Uh, so we know we have to set, start um, skimming by a certain time to be finished by a certain time and we do have to stick to our time frames because there's mm-hmm. kids to pick up um, so you know sometimes we're really trying to get all the prep work done by a certain time to then get home so the physicality and the actually doing the job we do it to the best of our ability of course um, that's part and parcel of the job but it's actually the deadline that we have that mm-hmm. makes it more stressful yeah okay. <laughs> phone calls from the school or something like that. It's like, oh, God. Illness or, oh, I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, when if you've got a little one that's ill, I suppose that's good because one of you can pick up the slack. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's not so bad. It depends where we're working, though. I mean, yeah, it's been okay so far. We've managed to sort of juggle it. Mm -hmm. As you say, do you have to quarantine your kids so that if one gets ill, they don't give it to the other because then you're... Yeah, oh yeah, I'd chuck them in the shed. <laughs> well, I couldn't believe the first 12 months of nursery that a child can physically pick up every single illness going to man. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get it as well. <laughs> oh yeah, and then you're suffering at work trying to get through it, yeah. Oh. yeah this is Partners then, um, 
how supportive were they when you both got together and were like, okay, we're going to go this route and we're going to do plastering? <laughs> Couldn't have been more supportive, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I'd, I don't know. I mean, I, I, we get this asked, we get asked this a lot, sorry. And um, actually, it just felt so normal and so mm. natural. And because our husbands honestly didn't have a problem with it, it wasn't yeah. something we thought was a problem at the time. Um, yeah. So yeah, they 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 were really supportive. Just sort of said, "Go for it," and we did. Picked up the slack a bit, and yeah, yeah. So I think uh, mucked in, and yeah, it yeah. all felt quite natural, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do the first. Year. It's nice to hear, actually. I mean, I, I very rarely speak to anyone who's taken up a career where you know um, their partners haven't been supportive, because I think it would be incredibly hard mm-hmm. to do. Um, but I, yeah, I'm the same. My husband takes a lot of the flack with picking up um, the little one from nursery and, and taking away. Even so that I've even dodged, I haven't quite dodged cleaning the house yet, but cooking um, has been uh, pushed his way, which is, is good for me because it's long hours. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it, it is hard. And I think having a balanced home life massively helps someone in a trade. Yeah, um, stuck to. I mean, like, I'm guessing you guys can be a little bit flexible with customers. Obviously, you've got, um, like you said, for plaster's going to go off. You've got to know that you've got to finish a job in a certain time. But I think there's pl- plenty of girls out there that will be looking at trades that might be put off because, for example, on some of the sites I work on, unless I negotiate, it's seven till six, which is almost impossible. Mm. Yeah, it it is really hard. I mean, I have to say, we are just incredibly lucky. Um, to have the the supportive family that we do because I mean my mum has my daughter a lot of the time and uh, unless she says to me you know you need to be back by this time to pick Evelyn up um, uh, she's usually very good at saying okay another half an hour or whatever is fine <laughs> um, but Ella on the other hand she does have a school pick up and she does have to pick Hendrix up from nursery at a certain time so we we know that we're working to that but as long as you prepare yourself for that yeah I think that's I the think key. that you can work around it it's being it's just structuring your day mm. really and just being very organized I guess um, yeah organization I'm still after 34 years I'm still working on that one yeah well <laughs> yeah. we are really <laughs> I mean things fall by the wayside you know when when you've had a, a long day skimming um then the last thing you want to do is get home and run a hoover around the house so you know that doesn't get done all the time um but you know that's something that I feel can be let go for a bit you know don't be too hard on yourself Now, I'm, fa- I'm still fascinated by plasterers because, for example, I tried bricklaying once and I likened it when I was chatting to the site manager as to baking a cake. You know, you just put the sandwich in between and then you put it together and you click one end and it, and it makes a lovely brick wall. Needless to say, I failed. When no. I look at plasterers, <laughs> the, ball, the ball fell down and I realised <laughs> There's a real skill to a trade. Um, same with plastering. You see, a lot of people have said to me in the past, don't try plastering by yourself. You know, it's something you need to go and do a course on. And it is a skill. And it is a skill. Uh, what did you guys find when you started out? Did you, were you 
yeah, just this talk me through, you know, the process of learning to plaster. I guess. Um, well, yeah, on the course, we learned the basics. So you learn how to put plaster on a wall and finish it so that it's to a certain standard. But with plastering, what we've found is practice makes perfect. Yeah. There's no short route to getting that perfectly smooth wall. You have to try different methods. You have to practice a lot um, and really work at it. And, you know, <laughs> Ella's got different calluses on her hands to where I've got calluses on my hands because we hold the trowel in different ways. So we're putting on in different ways. And, you know, you've got to find your your way of doing things I suppose to get the finish that you want but you only get that through practice and I guess like skimming is only one part of it like there's so much more to plastering than that you know if you there's you're floating and setting and you're boarding and no you you don't know what you know, when you walk into a job what it's going to be so it was sort of but that's all that all came you know sort of learning on the job with our builder really mm. Got you. So that experience um, is is what you recommend. So I think, guess, like anything, you can learn in a classroom environment, but you only really try to out on the job. Yeah, yeah, massively. Yeah. Do you think there's any? So if, if there's any, I'm sure there are women out there who want to get into um, plastering. Do you say there's any particular skills or attributes that would help you carve out a career? Um, an eye for detail. Um, okay. Um, I don't know. I mean, just with plastering as well, it's not a job where you can be halfway through it, down tools, have lunch and then get back on it. You know, if you've got a big big area to cover, then you need to know that you're out for the next three hours. You're You're working on that wall or you're working on that room for the next three hours so you've got to be able to keep going I suppose is what I'm trying to say um there's no time to stop really good work yeah good work ethic really yeah just um and if you're working for yourselves like you guys are then an ability to um communicate well I guess with customers yeah oh definitely yeah I think we were quite lucky with our previous jobs you know that was yeah (laughs) a a lot of people yeah (laughs) Yeah, life experience, I imagine, came into helping you guys um, making that transition. Oh, yeah. Um, Do do you have like a rock, paper, scissors moment if you've got a difficult customer or if you've not been that unlucky yet as to who deals with them? Um, uh, We did have that. Do you remember when we went through next door? Oh. When we were putting the lintel up? Well, that was a funny story. (laughs) (laughs) That was quite awkward. We had... um, uh, on on our first house again, um, we had we put a lintel up to open up the kitchen dining area, and uh, we got our builder in. We had the plans approved um, before we did it. Everything was fine, and uh, we ended up going through the neighbour's wall because um, we didn't know that the wall was actually one brick thick rather than two. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, because we thought this would be something that the council would pick up on. And when they actually came out to look at it, they said, you know, all these houses are only one brick thick. And we thought, well, why didn't you tell us that when you approved the plans? <laughs> yeah. Needless to say, they weren't very happy. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. 
I mean, it was a tiny, tiny area that um, it actually affected. But uh, yeah, we we I mean, we both dealt with it, didn't we? Yeah, we, we both did. went we around. took it in turns, and we yeah, we took him some flowers. Massive apology. <laughs> Offered to fix it up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they still went happy. You guys can. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't a fun day. No, we tend to take it in turns, I guess. Yeah. I tend to deliver bad news. Yeah. More than do, but you, you're very good at dealing with it when it comes when it hits. To it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, I am conscious of time and yeah, family time. I'm so um pleased that you girls agreed to chat with me if we can I've just got one final question for you mm-hmm. I think we've covered on it slightly before but let's finish with it I um am all about trying to encourage girls into trades and plastering so if you were stood in front of a group of women or young girls now um you have like 20 seconds or you don't have 20 seconds you have a bit longer than that what would you say to recruit them to get them inspired and um, yeah, to make sure that they follow their dream career if it is uh, to be a plasterer? Wow, that's being put on the spot. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> I, I mean, this is something we're really passionate about. We really want to see women um, getting into trades in general, but of course, plastering as well. Um, so getting our message across in 20 seconds would be really hard yeah um <laughs> I just think go for it yeah you've got nothing to lose you know it's it's a there's so many different aspects that you can go into in a trade there's so much you can learn about the trades and about yourself as well you you know you get to learn your strengths mm-hmm. um the people you meet as well and the banter that you have with them is second to none. Yeah. You know, when you're all in a job together that's really difficult, then, you know, um, you you laugh so that you can get through it and it's great. Yeah. Um, and also, it's a really good workout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you've, um, I've never had that one before as feedback, but that's crept up to my number one position banter I think that gets left off the list but it, it's, it's all about the banter it's all about having fun and you guys seem to really be doing that on Instagram uh with your little stories so I'd say to all my listeners out there check out the show notes and I will put links to your Instagram well Kate Ella thank you so much girls oh, and thank you for no worries. I wish you all the best for the future. I don't think you girls are going to have any problems with making a successful business and balancing that family life and being awesome moms too. Yeah, thanks. So, yeah. Oh, it's been you great too. to talk to you. Thanks so much for having us on. Thanks, girls, and uh, enjoy your evening. Yeah, you, you too. too. Catch you later. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for taking the time to download and listen to this episode of This Is A Man's World, She Who Dares Wins. I hope you've enjoyed it. And if you want to support the podcast, please head over to our Patreon page where you can grab yourself some extra bonus goodies. Don't forget to check out the This Is A Man's World blog where you can get show notes on every episode, where you can read exclusive blog posts from myself and check out our merchandise. It's www.thisisamansworld.co.uk. If video is your thing, then why not head over to This Is A Man's World YouTube channel. You can hit subscribe there and watch a load of videos of me out on the construction site. Or go ahead and follow me on Instagram. 
If you're listening to this podcast via the Anchor app, then please go ahead and leave me a voice message. I'd love to hear from you and I'll be answering all questions on a special Q&A podcast. Thanks for listening and see you soon.